Hi, I'm Clyde Kylo, and this is Verse by Verse, a short podcast all about exploring the insights and lessons of the inspired Word of God. Today we're looking at verses 14 through 17 of Acts chapter 8. Now when the apostles who were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who, when they had come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them, and they received the Holy Spirit. Now, the story goes on to tell about a man named Simon, who it says that when he saw that through the laying on of the apostles' hands the Holy Spirit was given, he offered them money to have this same power. From this, we get the term simony, a word meaning the buying or selling of any religious privileges, church offices, or sacred things. Simon Magus, known as the magician, is an interesting story in itself, but that's for another time. I want to focus today on this statement, they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. When I was a child, about seven years old, I believe, I was baptized in a church service along with a few other kids, but I'm quite certain that no one laid hands on me. I probably would have interpreted that as a threat if the preacher would have said, now we're going to lay hands on you. But when I became older, I realized that I needed to be rebaptized because as a child, there's no way you have the maturity to understand what it means to repent of your sins and make the lifelong commitment to following God. And I also learned about the laying on of hands. That part of the equation is just as important as being baptized because while baptism takes care of the past, it's the watery grave symbolic of burying one's past sins. We need the Holy Spirit of God dwelling in us to take care of the future, to convert and change our minds and behavior. Now, I have since talked with many people who were baptized and never had hands laid on them, and in some cases never even heard of this doctrine. But what we read in Acts 8 was nothing new to them. Laying hands on people, even on sacrificial animals, was a long-esteemed ceremony with deep roots in the Bible. It's also listed as one of the fundamental doctrines in Hebrews 6. In the Old Testament, we find the laying on of hands was done for several reasons, such as setting someone apart for an important blessing and special purpose. Think of Jacob blessing Joseph's two sons or dedicating the Levites to their service. Sometimes the priest laid hands on the heads of animals offered as sacrifice, which was also a type of being set aside for a special purpose. Moses laid hands on Joshua, designating him as leader of Israel, as were subsequently all the kings of Israel and Judah at their coronations. In the New Testament, we see Jesus blessing little children by laying his hands on them. Later, we read of ministers ordaining other ministers by laying hands on them. And when ministers anointed the sick, they laid hands on them. Today in the church, we lay hands on a couple at their wedding when we ask God to bless their marriage. And as we see here in Acts 8, they laid hands on those baptized, asking God to grant them His Spirit. Now, when this is done, does some special gift somehow trickle through the mind of the person, down his shoulders, down his arms, out of his fingers, into the head of the one upon whom hands are laid? Well, of course not. It's not that the person has any magical or special hands. So what was God's purpose in having this? Well, 
I'm reminded of the oldest advertising slogan in the world, one that has been used since 1950. You're in good hands with Allstate. If one can say that about an insurance company, how much more can we say that about God? This physical ceremony reminds us that we are in God's hands. Now, isn't it interesting that almost every phase, every important phase of a person's life has the laying on of hands involved? Whether it's a newborn baby being blessed, asking God to take that child into his hands, or a couple getting married as they start that milestone in life, asking God to watch over them and bless them and help them. Hands are laid on them. When a person is sick, it reminds them they're in God's hands. When one is baptized, beginning his or her spiritual life, they're reminded they're in God's hands. God wants us to know, I've got you. We can't see him, but those hands on us remind us that he's always overseeing our lives. It also teaches us that God works with us through and with other people. None of us are independent. We don't baptize ourselves. We don't anoint ourselves. We don't bless ourselves because, well, it's just me and God. In that way, the laying on of hands ties us with one another, and God reminds us that we are a family, His family. Nearly 2,000 years after the events of Acts 8, the laying on of hands is still a cherished ceremony. Verse by Verse is a companion podcast to the Daily Bible Verse blog, which you can find on the Life, Hope, and Truth Learning Center. Check out the show notes for more.